Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE Monday Night Raw. John, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, it was a pretty decent show, so it's always more manageable that way. What do you think? Indeed, indeed. I would I would say, especially grading on the Raw curve, it was a pretty darn good show, all things considered. Obviously, we'll talk all about it uh, before I do. Just want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here at Wrestling, is, is available on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. Nesha's chipping in, saying she's, she's the first in the comments. We appreciate your support, Nesha. Um, but yeah, tonight was actually a, a good show. You know, again, we always grade on the, the Raw curve here, but... Uh, you can't be too upset with fresh matchups, with good matchups at the start of the show, at the end of the show, and all throughout. Um, a perfect show, no, but a pretty pretty darn good show, um, nonetheless, to kick off November here. With that being said, a belated happy Halloween. This is the, we're, As we're recording November 1st, spooky season is behind us, but I hope you all had a very fun holiday if you were celebrating. And if not, uh, that we can... Uh, Look forward to a very nice month of November here. So, John, we started off with the advertised Raw Women's title match. It was Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, in a SummerSlam rematch. You had to hope they would get more than 26 seconds as they did at SummerSlam, and they did. I thought this was a very good match. Um, admittedly, this is like one of those cases where I, I was being a little skeptical. I thought, okay, they're, they're going to do a DQ. They're going to do something. I don't know what, but they're, they're going to kind of just uh, mess with us somehow and, and do another rematch. And no, we got, we got a pinfall. It was a very hard-fought match. Uh, I would say a pay-per-view quality match. They had um, a nice video package that made it really feel like a, a big deal. And interviews before the match, this really got like the first, I would say, probably about the first half hour of the show. And then it was just a good match to open the show like that. Not just saying she was surprised to open the show. Um, for me... I like this. I want more of this. Just start off the show with a good match. Uh, ideally, you'll, you'd have more of this where the show is bookended with um, really good matches like this, really good, important matches. Um, you know, again, I, I, I can't complain about that. I thought, you know, this was good. And, and I would say it felt like, dare I say, uh, maybe an, an ending for now, because even, even later in the same show, we got at least a hint of who might be... Um, if not next in line, someone that might be stepping up to be uh, Becky sooner or later. But John, what do you think of this match at least? Uh, I thought it was a good way to open the show. Uh, I agree. People were skeptical, when, especially whenever they announced that this would open the show. I think a lot of people were expecting uh, a non-finish, whether it be a DQ or an interference or something like that. Now, uh, all things granted, it was a little bit of a screwy finish with the tights and everything like that, but uh, I still think that this exceeded what uh, most fans' expectations were for the ending. So I think there's something to be said with that. Uh, like you said, I the match was good, and I agree. The match was, was pretty good. Uh, and I also agree with your sentiment that this might be the end of the line for now for those two. And this is very interesting because I don't think Belair or Bianca Belair has really been involved in a non-title capacity feud for quite some time. Now, Nesha calling Bianca has to beat Becky at some point. I don't think we're anywhere close to that. It might be further down the line, but I think this is the end for now. Uh, but the question remains is, what does Bianca do next? Because like we just said, she's only really been in title feuds pretty much since the Royal Rumble, uh, if not longer. So this is kind of like going to be a test for her to see if she can kind of uh, pull a Drew McIntyre, what he did recently, and kind of downgrade to the mid-card and see if you can make something happen there. Uh, with that being said, though, 
you mentioned later in the show we had a little bit of a I don't maybe you could call it interference maybe not but nevertheless uh, Liv Morgan uh, Liv Morgan confronts Becky Lynch backstage. Uh, what do you make of this? And do you think this is going to be a feud, or what? What do you think? They had uh, uh, Liv Morgan kind of confront Becky later in the show, and my my gut response is like, okay, great, you know, this is good. Finally, like Liv deserves this. It's overdue. Everyone wants this for Liv. Uh, Herman Herman already saying he hopes Liv wins. We'll love to see her as the women's champion. I think we are a long way away from that. Um, because uh, Liv lost, shockingly so, in the first round of the uh, of the Queen's Crown tournament, she lost to I think Carmella. Like even after the like the draft rosters already, like she's not she does not have a lot of momentum right now, despite being a fan favorite, despite having a lot of kind of support in that sense. Stephen Chambers saying yes, she needs to win more matches. Um, so this, I like how this felt like more of a long term play, just kind of playing the seeds a little bit. Um, sometimes WWE does this kind of thing where it's like, okay, this this feels like they're gonna where they're gonna be going soon, but maybe this will be actually a case of it. This is more just kind of a a more of a down the road kind of thing because I do think uh, that she's not necessarily ready to be a credible contender right now. Granted, you could still heat her up with some wins, but maybe by like the the, the day one pay per view in January, that might be more. Um, believable conceivable to have her as a challenger Nessa saying that Liv should have been the queen we'll talk about that who would want to be in the queen's lane to Vega later in the show um but i i still think in many ways that Liv would have been a great choice even even as as good as uh, Vega has been as as good as i think that she could uh, continue to be um that would that would have helped to give her some momentum you know uh, johnny you mentioned weeks ago uh vega lost what like 13 matches in a row before the tournament and then she got hot in the tournament and there you go and she won same thing could happen for Liv, um and it didn't she lost in the first round so i think that's why we're a little far away from that right now eddie's saying let's give becky and Liv 15 minutes and they'll steal the show I and mean, just the crowd reaction alone will really do it um yeah you know i i what i mean at this point especially why not give them even a non-title match just to show that, hey, Liv can hold her own, that there's, there's something you could do to that effect. But um, what, what what do you think of John? Is this probably more of a long-term play or, or how do you see this kind of unfolding? Uh, I think Liv has gotten herself into the Daniel Bryan situation where the crowd is pulling for them so hard that they kind of have to run with it. Uh, it worked for Daniel Bryan. We'll see if it works for Liv Morgan, but the crowd is certainly behind Liv Morgan as a babyface character and they want her to be featured on the show more she does need to be in matches and win but here's the problem with that if you put her in some matches to win her opponents are likely going to be either carmella or queen zelina or Basically, people that she's been repetitively feuding with for the past four or five months, and then people are going to get into the discussion of, oh, this again, this again, this again. Right. So maybe if you ha- if you get her into a match with, say, Natalia, maybe even Tamina, maybe uh, I I think Zia Lee is on supposed to be on Raw. Maybe not. Is, or, no, that's uh, is that is Mia Yim Raw. Yep, I just look, I'll look up the roster. So other than some of those uh, those usual suspects, let's in theory you've got Ray Ripley, Nikki Ash, uh, Alexa Bliss when she comes back, Nia Jax when she comes back, uh, Dewdrop who's a face right now, 
Maya Yim potentially, Tamina is another option, and then Tegan Knox, but she will probably be a face, I believe, was the reported idea. So not too, okay. too many heel options there, like you're saying. So it does feel like it's kind of a maybe a, a lose-lose in that sense of like if you're trying to get her over as a face, put her against some heels. Um, so, some of the most logical options are people that she's already been feuding with, and that's not great. But I like this comment from Eddie Zahari saying maybe more of a long-term sense. Liv could win the Royal Rumble and face Becky WrestleMania. And to me, hey, if we're already playing the seeds in, in November, I would say that's a pretty good thing. I remember um, uh, it was a recent interview, I think right before Extreme Rules, uh, Liv Morgan did an interview. And she was saying, I'm just thinking much of this last season we talked about her, but um, she was saying that before Becky Lynch left uh, and, and really goes to title, uh, that very night she told Liv Morgan backstage, like, you're going to win the title when I'm gone. And she didn't. And Liv said, like, all these months later that she still wants to kind of uh, live up to that potential, live up to that um, expectation, I guess, to really kind of show Becky that she was right about her. So they, I'd love to see them kind of incorporate that even just to an extent. Um but I, I, think, I, do think- I think you could really solidify her with giving her a win over Tamina, uh, even Nia Jax. I mean, I know Duke drops a face, but still it would be an intriguing uh, way to kind of get her some momentum, uh, I think. Um, you know, and there's a ton of different things they could do to Survivor Series. I mean, we're just three weeks away, and we have not even a shadow of a doubt of what we're going to see at this show. No yep. matches, no nothing, so... Uh, and I floated this idea around last week, maybe making Liv Morgan the captain of Team Raw. Although to me, it kind of feels like Bianca Belair might be in that role at this point. But hey, uh, if you put Liv Morgan in that role, I think that it, it would be nothing but uh, a, a wise decision. And with all of these women on the show, I mean, of course, we had a tag match tonight, which was Rhea Ripley and, and Nikki Ash getting getting some of the spotlight. Uh, finally for the women's tag uh, champions against an unlikely duo. Uh, So we have uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella together. They had a respectful fight a couple weeks ago, but then they kind of turned on each other in the middle of the fight. And then they've been kind of backstage talking and being on each other's side. And then tonight you have this and the, and, and all things considered, they win. They win the match, which seemingly makes a, a brand new team as number one contenders. I'm fine with it. It gives something for them to do. But here is the one problem that I do have because I do not want to sound like a hypocrite. And if I don't have this opinion, I will sound like a hypocrite. <laughs> uh, we have King Woods, who's in a tag team with Kofi Kingston. And I and I really said that if, if Xavier wins, it's a waste because he's stuck in a tag team and that's it. Now you have Zelina who wins, who's now been dare I say, relegated to a, a tag team role with Carmella. I mean, is this really like the best they could do is put her in a tag team as the queen? Like, are we going to have, we have uh, Queen Wo- or King Woods and Sir Kofi. Are we going to have Queen Zelina and whatever you call Madam it? Carmella Carmella. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> what, what, like come on now. Oh, What's going man. on here? Um, it's hard. I mean, again, we were talking about this one. They're even... It, when it seemed like they're going to do the title exchange in the sense of like they kind of book themselves in the corner in that sense. And then with this, it's like if the plan was to have Selena win the title like that, or sorry, the, win the tournament like that, um, you know, if you were going to draft her to Raw, you know, and you were going to have Becky as the heel champion, like this does kind of feel like the best 
and some animals like the best use for it because otherwise what would they do like uh, a, a redundant feed with dew drop you know we already saw them have a rematch um i mentioned them before some of the names that you know uh, got drafted the raw uh that could be an option but um I will say, like you said, this and, and uh, Stephen Chambers is saying this is good because it's putting the the women's uh, tag champions on the show, which has not been the case for a couple of weeks now. Um, so you know that's that's a plus. Um, I will say I do want to just share my thoughts on it a little bit, but the setup for this tag team match was a little goofy. Uh, where they're backstage, it was Zelina and Kamala walking, and they're just kind of chatting, and and Kamala was like, "Oh, you're great as the queen," and Zelina and her very fake royal accent. Was like, oh, you, you know, you, you, I, you. I think they're talking about her mask, and she's like, she, she's like, oh, I wish you didn't have to hide your beautiful face or whatever. And then they bump into super, super brutality, and very Ripley's like, oh, this is in high school. It's, I guess they started making fun of uh, Nikki at ASH's mask, and Rhea's like, oh, it's not high school. I'm like, this feels like high school. So you're fighting over like, I don't know, essentially bullying. Which again, I understand. Okay, I understand that that's like the they're doing that for a reason. They're doing that for the kids. Cool, like uh, Robert and I talked about it on Friday with the hit row stuff. It's not my cup of tea, and that's fine. But I don't have to like it either. <laughs> like I'm allowed to say okay that I don't really care for it, and that, that, that's okay. Uh, it did feel a little goofy to me, um, but again, if this is the way we're getting them on the show, at least there's that. Um, but yeah, this at least again, I I will say the bars the bar is so low. I'm just glad that uh, Vega is getting something to do um, as the queen, not not only getting something to do, and she's winning. She's she won last week. She won this week. So I'm very happy to see that as well. Uh, but speaking of the tag titles, the DJ is suggesting just uh, to go back to Liv Morgan, maybe give her a tag title run to kind of build her up, um, potentially even with Belair or Dewdrop. And that's be, I mean, we've talked about it many times already here, especially coming out of the draft. But the the women's tag division definitely took a hit. So you're going to have to have some thrown together teams. I look at that on paper. I'm like, I don't really see her with either Belair or Dewdrop. But they're going to have to like kind of throw stuff at the wall like that and see what sticks. Um, but in a more short-term sense, I think Blair is a great choice for team captain. And even if uh, Morgan's not team captain, I think she could have a great, you know, kind of uh, maybe a, a breakout moment. So I was serious, kind of maybe getting the, the win for the team or, or something like that. Um, but I like it. I'm glad to see Vega uh, doing something and now potentially uh, at least getting a title shot, you know, and, and uh, the, on the flip side, having the, the champions on the show. So I think that's a good thing as well. Um, but yeah, Stephen Chambers saying get 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 used to seeing more of this this tag team match because uh, it was pretty much the only the only one they can do uh, at least on the raw side of things for for now in the tag team sense uh, until they do throw like, throw together some more teams here. But we had several other matches to talk about here tonight. Um, another one that we had that I really enjoyed and I saw a comment earlier saying it was the match of the night was Finn Balor versus Chad Gable. This this one I, I like the setup a lot. It was Herman saying it was match of the night. I like the setup a lot because Chad Gable and Otis were backstage at American Alpha. They bumped into Finn and Chad uh, referenced the fact that he graduated from Full Sail University. I think just last week, and he was mm -hmm. saying that he graduated. With, uh, it was his master's degree, and he referred to himself as like the, the master. I thought that was kind of funny. Was, I mean, this, I don't want... was this all talk, or did he actually get a master's degree? No, he did. I didn't know he did. He did. Okay. He tweeted about it, and like I. Seems legit. I mean, unless unless it's like this is like a, a deep fake kind of thing. I know, doubt it. So you know, I, this I is all for the gimmick. Yeah, I I don't remember exactly what it said, but he he tweeted this like pretty um you know heartfelt message about the, he's been working for this and he's been like really studying and everything. So I, I think this is actually a nice case of um you know actually incorporating the real life into the story. There, I, I'm all about that. 
uh, and he called, he called himself the master. Um, so it starts, starts off this match with Finn Balor, and he said that uh, the master is basically the master is going to make the prince into a, I think a um, what a, a pauper or, or something like that. Very good match, Chad Gable, so underrated. Um, definitely, I was glad to see him getting this opportunity here. Uh, hopefully, there's there's more to come. I, I hope that he gets kind of a, a nice shot uh, just to, to show what he can do on Raw here. Uh, but on the flip side, he is part of his tag team with Stephen Chambers saying he he believes we'll see Otis versus Finn Balor next week uh, because Otis kind of got involved here and it didn't work. Finn got the win. So that does seem to be the case. Uh, that that might be the natural uh, progression progression here. But what do you think about this kind of, uh, you know, this chance for Chad Gable to be in the spotlight here, John? I like it. I think it's a, it's a good opportunity for him to showcase his skills. Uh, and usually, it's it's never a bad thing when you get Chad Gable in the ring one on one with somebody. He's kind of been stuck in a tag team most of his career, even though he has shown that he has the potential to be a good single star. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of had that opportunity, but then it reminds me like Cesaro where you get the opportunity and you really prove that you have the skill to do it. But then it's just like, ah, we're just kidding. You know, you're not actually that good, but they are. It's just, they don't think that they're over enough. I don't really know what it is, but it's yeah. really confusing. I don't get it, man. But again, the bar is low. So I sit here and say, wow, I'm glad that they got to have a match. They got time on TV and you got to say, Hey, no, I, I am good at this. I, I am great in the ring. Uh, and to kind of, you know, action speak out in words just to say, hey, I, I put on this great match and hope that um, it, it makes an impression on somebody and, and that you get more opportunities. A DJ, like like uh, Stephen, Stephen Chambers was saying, uh, or he was asking, uh, do we think that Balor will face Otis next week? I mean, I would think so. They, they got to fill time on the show. Uh, this felt like kind of... Um, Granted, Finn won, and there wasn't all that much to it, but Otis was probably going to want revenge for uh, on Gable's behalf, so I think that would make sense. DJ, with an interesting idea, saying he wants to see Otis challenge Big E. We had, uh, at the very least, an interaction there uh, where we had uh, American Alpha backstage. I think it was maybe... Um, I think I think ironically, uh, that was he was cutting this promo on Balor to like to Biggie or like right like it was around that in the same segment, and um, he was saying that like Biggie's not ready to be the face of Raw, and in order in order to make Biggie's reign really mean something, he he should uh, learn something from American Alpha. I uh, thought was pretty funny. Biggie called Otis like a walking thumb. <laughs> that was, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, I kind of like with Morgan. I think we are a far way away from seeing Biggie. Uh, face Otis there, but um, who knows? You know, may maybe, uh, maybe right uh, for a while there on SmackDown, it, it looked like they're really kind of heating Otis up for this kind of monster run like that. Um, I thought kind of the, the wheels kind of fell off there, but uh, maybe at least as the kind of your classic babyface champion versus monster kind of uh, heel, you could, you could kind of do that. And as Ness was saying, you never know, you never know. Uh, what could be happening here? But DJ is pointing out that Otis has the size, skill, and look to be WWE champion. I mean, I, I've said it before. I'm a big fan of Otis. I like him a lot. Um, WWE champion material? I don't know. Um, say, who, who are we trying to kid here even talking about this? Because <laughs> it's very unlikely that we're going to see this happen anytime soon. I mean, come on. The dude oh. was money in the bank and did nothing. This is true. This is true. Yeah, oh, I'm so upset about that. Herman saying Otis needs a monster heel push, and again, the funny thing is he kind of got it on SmackDown, and they didn't really go anywhere with it. Like he was actually really dominant for like I think that was maybe back in like February or so, and 
just didn't go anywhere. Like they just kind of squat or I won't say they squandered it, but they, it never really went anywhere. So uh, they could heat him up again. Again, a, a guy that size, you could easily just have him squash some dudes and say, Oh, you know, Otis is on a roll or something. But um, yeah, the very least we are, we are a far away away from that um, being a, uh, a believable possibility in that sense. But again, glad to have American Alpha on raw, glad to have them, uh, in the spotlight, uh, in some press to be here, but we're talking about this this uh, possibility that uh, that uh, Otis could face Bauer next week as this kind of um, consequential storytelling. And something that I really liked this week was that uh, we had Austin Theory face Rey Mysterio one week after we had um, Dominic uh, face Austin. Austin won naturally. Uh, Ray being Dominic's father. He's going to want to face the guy that beat his son. Makes sense. Uh, because last week, uh, Austin wanted to, quote, unquote, take a selfie with Ray. Dominic uh, stopped that from happening. So, again, maybe a little goofy, but it makes sense. And at the end of the day, that's all I ask for. So, uh, I like this a lot. I thought this was a very, very good match. Austin Theory has been presented so well. Uh, he looks great. He's got, got a great look. I know he's got some controversy in the past, but based purely on what we see uh, on the screen, He's been booked very, very well here. Uh, he won this match to get his qualification, rightfully so, because I don't know if you know this, John, but the, the Mysterios are low-key heels. I won't hear otherwise. They continue to cheat to win matches, and it's like it's getting to the point of just ridiculous. Dominic literally slapped Austin in the face, which it was not a great slap. Uh, <laughs> but um, so, you know, they, they're definitely going with at least more teases of Dominic turning on Ray and DJ really wants to see what happened. DJ is saying, please WWE, for the love of God, split split up Ryan Dominic. And likewise, Eddie's saying, turn Dominic heel, do father versus son at WrestleMania. I mean, this is one of those things where, um, and I think both both father and son have done interviews where they've said, oh, I, I don't want to face either Dominic or Ray. And they've made it very, very clear. But maybe that's just, uh, you know, a, you know, maybe they're just kind of being intentionally misleading. But um Nonetheless, I definitely like this, you know, just kind of, um, again, logic and, and in a week-to-week -week direction of like, okay, uh, Dominic faced Austin, and then the next week, Ray faces Austin. It makes sense, John. I like it. And that's all. I, it, it just makes sense. And that's all I ask for. That's really all I ask for. Uh, I do think we're in the same situation that we had with Sasha Banks and Bailey. We wanted them to split. It took them forever to pull the trigger. The circumstances were different then because they were trying to wait for a live crowd to come back. Uh, it was just too long and they had to move forward. In this case, I'm not really sure what they're waiting for. Maybe they want to get closer to a high-profile event. Maybe they do want this to be a WrestleMania match and they're thinking that maybe it's too early to pull the trigger and, and kind of dole this out for five, six months. Um, however... Uh, and I like Stephen Chambers' idea there about Dominic possibly eliminating Ray from the Rumble, but they're, 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 I think they know what they want to do. I think they know how they're going to split them up. Uh, I think they know when they're going to split them up. But I think in the meantime, they're just going to continue to tease it week after week after week. Yeah, I, I do kind of see it maybe taking more of that... Um... Yeah, maybe, maybe excessively slow burn kind of thing. I do think it's uh, a little ways off here because it does, if they do it right, it does feel like it could be a WrestleMania, you know, match, uh, a card for that, a match for that card because uh, it's father and son. Like there's, there's a lot of emotional storytelling they could do there. Uh, Nasha joking that the mysterious like Eddie Guerrero lying, cheating and stealing. I mean, yeah, like, um, again, they, they are like, <laughs> 
borderline heels or, or like undercover heels in a lot of ways like that that's dating back to the storyline with seth rollins last year just always cheating and kind of ganging up on him like not exactly a, a baby face move there but on the flip side uh austin theory definitely a bright future as steven chambers is saying uh again I, i've been very impressed with how he, he's kind of hit the ground running on raw i like that um and I feel like this we might get another at least another match out of this. I mean, this is raw, so uh, we might get several matches out of this. But as, given Dominic's interference, uh, this was a DQ, so maybe we'll get a rematch of some sort next week. DJ's asking what we get next: Dominic and Ray versus Theory and T-Bar. I don't know about T-Bar. We'll talk about T-Bar because yeah, he had a uh, you know a match to get time tonight as well. But um, I think Theory isn't done with Mysterio's quite yet. I think they're at least going to want want to want uh, revenge and or a more decisive match here. But um yeah we're, we're definitely not done with this the the, the mysterious story i think we're gonna get more teases there moving forward here um whatever that might be but i guess I might as well talk about t-bar now uh who would have thought the t-bar would be kind of the last uh retribution member standing and in, in the sense that again i i thought very much so that uh he would go back to being dominic dajakovic that he would get kind of sent away i thought last week was the way to kind of write him off and they would bring him back in a couple weeks a month if not longer bring him back his dijakovic and remind everybody hey this dude can really wrestle let's take him seriously let's build him up uh maybe do a feud with him and damian priest as you know dijakovic not t-bar because you know, i think that i think that there's a lot of um just negative association with that name and and just the booking for retribution what it was uh, but no instead t-bar had a match uh, for the second week in a row with the united states champion damian priest and john i don't know what they're doing with damian priest here like last week he had the new entrance music and that's fine but this and he like did it somewhat last week uh, but this week especially i noticed that like heavy eye makeup more of this like very like grungy look in a way and he and he cut a promo saying he's going to show everyone like or he's going to show t-bar like the damien inside of him obviously the play on boards of, of being the demon fine um I, it's 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 weird because damien priest was getting so over that he was being booked so well it was it was like it was working uh again even despite it being raw despite you know People complain about Raw. I, I heard kind of across the board, people pointed Damian Priest as one of the bright spots of it, even just kind of uh, during during bad episodes of Raw, during rough stretches for months of Raw. Damian Priest was good. And then this, last two weeks, it's not working for me. Uh, this match with, with T-Bar was good. Steven Chambers saying it was the best match T-Bar's had on the main roster. Again, I think the bar for that's pretty low, but I would agree. This was a very good match. Uh, he had a great showing, but... Um, I'm not, I'm not digging this new priest. Like, I don't know if they're turning him here. We talked about that last week, but I still don't know if that's the right direction for him. Yeah, I have to agree that uh, it, he looked a lot different this week in a negative way for me anyway. It just really wasn't doing the job. I don't really know what... It doesn't seem like there was really a character change or more just like an appearance change. I just really don't get the point or what they're trying to do. Maybe he's a tweener, like Herman suggests, but uh, this was T-Bar's best match uh, on the main roster. That was a pretty brutal table spot he went through there at the end. Not really much to report about on this match. It's a typical match to put the champion over, but uh, Apollo Crews comes out at the end with Commander Aziz. Uh, this is uh, Apollo remaining in the mid-card division after being Intercontinental Champion for quite some time. Let's not forget that he beat Big E at WrestleMania for this title. Uh, I believe that's when it was. 
yeah. or he defended it. I don't know if he'd won it there, but I think he defended it. It was one of the two. Yeah. But regardless, he beat Biggie <laughs> at WrestleMania. And now Biggie's WWE champion, Apollo Crews, is now going to be feuding with Damian Priest. There goes the idea we had about Damian Priest turning heel, it looks like, because Apollo is obviously not going to be a face. So I don't know. Uh, what do you think about this potential feud? Um, I think it makes sense. Uh, I One of those cases, I wish they kind of heated Apollo back up a little bit more uh, with him getting drafted over to Raw, maybe give him... I don't know, either a, clo- a, a clo- stronger closing run on SmackDown or to give him uh, a match or two or, uh, already b- before this point on Raw. He had like a backstage segment, I think, maybe a week or two ago for the 24-7 scene, but otherwise not too, too much. Um, I, I know he's my main event, but that's not that was <laughs> actually that doesn't, that doesn't really count. Um, so I, I think at the very least, he, he's a credible contender for being an IC champion. Adidu joking that uh, Priest, seeing Priest tonight made him feel like it was Halloween all over again while he was watching Chucky all day. I myself, I watched uh, pretty much the entire Chucky franchise throughout the last week. I was on a bit of a binge there, so I, I relate to that. Um, I like this comment from Eddie Zahari saying that Damien Priest has Angel and Eva Aura characters. So he's probably, probably already, I think it's like Aura out of characters. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just, again, it's especially weird because now if he's in the feud of Apollo Crews, very much a heel character, and it feels like they're going for more of, uh, you know, I do think, yeah, maybe more of a tweener kind of thing. I, I will say, I think, like, I picked up on it, like, this tweaked character for Damian Priest because he was, like, kind of, like, snarling at T-Bar, and after match kind of, like, you know, snarled his teeth a little bit. Um I, like I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, as I'm not, I'm not digging it. But on the on the flip side, I do want to point out Michael Covington. I like this comment. Uh, he's saying Damian Priest is in the position to take this uh, to the next step. He's what's he's what Mordecai was supposed to be. He likes it. He'll be a sleeper pick to win the Rumble. Or get him in the bank next year if he's pushed gradually, pushed correctly, and he's a shadow T bar as well. <sighs> I don't know. It just feels it feels a little. I don't know. Phony, phony is the right word, but it just like it feels a little like over the top. Like the, the best characters in that sense, like the Undertaker, Mal, uh, Alistair Black at his best. It was more subtle. It was a little more gradual. This is like you know, two weeks in, snowing his teeth. He got, and lastly, he just kind of randomly came out with this like angel and demon thing. And like I understand, folks. I understand it's wrestling. Okay, that's how it works. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think if, if they do it right again, I thought th- that comment applied regardless, at least part of it. They could be a dark horse, dark horse for the Rumble or Minded Bank. I thought that was very much the case th- three three weeks ago when he was still like babyface Damon Priest, was getting over, putting on great matches, people liked him. And then, you know, this, I just, I don't know. But again, we talked about last week, if you have Big E as the WWE champion, uh, the babyface, you do need more of this kind of rising heel that could kind of challenge him down the road and damon priest could be that guy so and hummer Descartes uh, chiming in as well saying priest could be the next you know this generation's undertaker that's a lofty bar um and maybe, maybe they'll kind of find the footing with this character and it won't be this version of it um because I, I don't i think that this version of it maybe won't i don't i don't see meaning that bar like again it's not really doing it for me if you like it more power to you but um maybe maybe they will find more of a a balance of it where it's like he's so he gets to be kind of the cool Damien Priest with maybe more some of these darker tones, and there you go. 
Uh, speaking of maybe some darker tones, uh, I will talk. I guess we talk about the main event. We have some other things to run through as well. But at least we had a confrontation uh, with Biggie and Seth Rollins after Rollins won the the ladder match last week. So at some point we will be getting Biggie defending the title against Seth Rollins because uh, he earned a title shot. Biggie challenged Rollins to a match tonight because uh, Rollins had this really good promo where he was saying, "Hey." You know, uh, first he thought to be the next W champion. Then he said to to Biggie's face, "Hey, you don't want to be W champion. Uh, I'll take I'll take that that burden off your shoulders, so you can go back to being a joke like your friends. Not just like a joke with your friends, but a joke like your friends." He called Kofi Mania a joke. I was like, "Wow, that hit!" I was like, "That was a good, like a good way to kind of stir the pot there." And he also called King Woods a joke as well. Kind of uh, just you know making light of Woods, yeah, this great accomplishment. And Biggie said, like, oh no, you don't. Like, don't you dare like talk about my friends like that. And if like because you did, like, I mean, he was ready to throw down uh, tonight. And he said, like, I'll, I'll, let's have this title match here and now. And Rollins logically said, no, like I went through hell last week in the slider match, coming out of a hell in the slider match before that. Like, no, I'm not going to fight you now. Um, and then uh, on top of that, Kevin Owens comes out and he says, hey, if you're not going to fight Biggie, I will. I want to be the face of Raw, and he had, there were two very, you know, noteworthy parts of this specifically. Uh, Owen said something along the lines of like, "It doesn't matter how long I've been down, whether it's three months or three years." Of course, Owen's contract expires in three months, so definitely some clear. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll at least say teasing there, and then Biggie, kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to, to the fans, kind of paying attention to it. Reference Mount Mount Rushmore, talking about who's on the like the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. Of course, Mount Rushmore was uh, Kevin Owens's stable or Kevin Steen's stable in PWG with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. So there you go, um, and that's exactly what Eddie Zahari is pointing out as well. Um, could be very very just much trolling, but it is interesting nonetheless. Uh, and of course, can't be Seth Rollins, the the drip god as he calls himself, uh, without pointing out his suit. Uh, some tweets are making fun of him for looking like the Great Pumpkin. Um, this man, like, I have no idea where, where, like the, the peak of these ridiculous suits is, but he, he keeps surpassing it. Um, but this, this did set up a very fun main event. I'll pause here to talk about, uh, or ask rather, ask John, what you think about, um, this exchange between Biggie and, and Rollins and kind of, uh, Owen's throwing, throwing his hat in the mix. I mean, I think it's definitely an interesting thing. Uh, Kevin Owens, uh, continuing to troll. Uh, I do think he's kind of out of here in a couple months. I just don't see a situation where he stays. But they're going to use use him for whatever they can in the next couple months. And I fully think they're going to make him look as bad as they can by making him lose matches that are big, high-profile matches. Uh, him being in the mix gives a little bit of unpredictability here. Uh, I thought the match tonight, the main event match between Big E and Seth Rollins, or no, Kevin Owens and Biggie was uh, a fairly good match. Uh, I liked the end there. I thought we were going to actually see Kevin Owens maybe turn at the end, but we didn't get that. It was just kind of a, and in a positive way, a jumbled, crazy main event and ending to the show. Yeah. Uh, basically, we had this this fun, you know, competitive match. I looked it up. They, they, they referenced it. actually said it. First time ever, Biggie versus Kevin Owens. I was like, no, really? And I looked it up and like they've had, you know, fatal four ways, maybe some tag matches. We had Biggie 
Uh, if you remember, it was 2019, right after GoFromania, Kevin Owens was a very temporary member of the New Day because uh, Big E was hurt at the time. And then uh, Owens wound up feuding with uh, Kickson at the time, but no match with Big E at that time, uh, 101 at least. So yes, you know, first time ever, so that was exciting. Um, yeah, especially with the, the possibility that Owens will be uh, out the door uh, sooner and later. Um, very good match. I thought it was funny. Uh, we had this initial segment, and then later in the night, we had Rollins and Owens backstage. And Rollins was like, "Oh, you know, if you kind of put a hurting on Biggie, uh, I'll give you a title shot if slash one I win the belt." And Owens is like sarcastic, "Oh, you do that for me?" And then um, I just got—I kind, of, I kind of laughed at myself. I was like, <laughs> you know, internally he's probably like, "I'm not going to be here by the time you're the champion," you know, some some to that effect. Um, because, you know, I do think the writing is kind of on the wall there. But um, at the very least, I'm glad. And I guess it's, it's bittersweet. He's getting these high-profile matches. He faced Biggie tonight in the main event. He challenged Seth Rollins to a match next week that he will probably lose as well. As you were saying, Johnny, he'll probably lose these high-profile matches. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's a bummer. You know, I... I and we don't know, obviously. There's there is a chance he could stay, but I, I think it's more likely than not that he will leave. Hermit Carson, let him be let him be the first to welcome Kevin Steen to AEW. Feels like the more likely thing at this point. But as always, it's, with wrestling in general, you never know. And that's Eddie it, Zahari is saying you never know what's gonna happen. You could resign or not. It's his choice. You never really know. Um, you know, maybe maybe he won't wind up staying, maybe not. Um, but I don't know. You know, I just We'll wait and see what happens in that regard. It is November 1 as we're recording this, so I kind of have to play that by ear. But uh, you mentioned that chaotic ending of the show, and we had um, Rollins kind of punch Biggie, and then Owens tried to capitalize, and Biggie just reversed and rolled him up. And then for me, I felt a little weirdly about this because, like, Biggie, you know, Biggie wants the match, Rollins is frustrated, his, his plan was foiled. Um, and then Owens is like, oh no, I'm sorry. And Biggie's like, oh, like, you, you saw him hit me. It felt like a little weird. Um, but, uh, and then, and then, and then Biggie, um, said like, hey, I, I know you, like, I know who you are. It was, of course, you know, the, 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 the clear intention was the fact that obviously big Owens has like betrayed people in the past. You can't trust them. So they, they were kind of playing on that, but it did seem a little weird. It was like, he, you know, I don't know. I, I think they usually like WWE hits you over the head. I think they're being a little too subtle for their own good in a way, if that makes sense. Because like he just kind of like tried to pin him after rounds interfered. Like, what well, what was he supposed to do, John? Was he supposed to not help him the- up? You grab his hand, you help <laughs> him up, and then you get you shake it, you shake hands, and you split, and then you fight again. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. It doesn't make any sense. It's kind of stupid, but hey, it was what it was. the The result was kind of uh, not the the end result was not a surprise, but at the same time, it was kind of goofy that uh, Biggie all of a sudden wins on a roll up pin. Uh, but what I drew out of this show in general was the fact that we have no idea what we're going to get a Survivor Series, a show which is in three weeks, a show which I will be at, uh, and I'd like to know what's going to happen. Um, I, I w- I'm being asked if I'm going to WrestleMania. Yes, I'm going to WrestleMania. Colin, I've been informed you are not going. Why am I not surprised? Hey, all right, okay. I w- uh, friend of the show, Radian, asked Robert and myself on on the SmackDown show. She said we should go to WrestleMania uh, today. They announced that they're having the WrestleMania on sale ticket party. I believe that's Wednesday in Dallas. 
not not going to that. <laughs> but you know, for me, folks, like I I, I took a, a, a chance. I went to a New Japan show with like oh come than, on, that's not just, the same thing. I'm, I'm exactly John. I felt you know myself personally. I'll admit. You know, I haven't gone to a lot of shows. I, I am, I am a, an anxious person, all right? I will say that. I'm not ashamed. That's who I am. So I went I went to this New Japan show, probably less than 1,000 people, and I was like, oh, this is a little little nerve-wracking. So I can't myself, my, my myself, me, I can't sure. fathom going to WrestleMania okay, okay. in, in yeah. Dallas with 50,000 people. people. <laughs> like, good goodness gracious. Like, if you go... Be safe. You're gonna go. Be safe. Of course. Have fun. Have a great time. Like more power to you. You like go. Like awesome. But for me, like that's that's. Mm. And I and also I am I am cheap. I am a, I am a cheap person. Okay. <laughs> we we need we need to we need to get you out on Monday, February twenty first for Monday Night Raw in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania, where they have cheap twenty dollars seats on the aisle and only like three four thousand people in the arena. John. The problem, like, I, a, I went to that arena for a SmackDown show two years ago before the world turned upside down. So hey, I was the, there too. Yeah, there you go. See, the problem, the problem is that. Uh, wait, you, I don't think I met you at that. You, you, you were didn't. There? Yeah, we. we oh yeah, my god, we didn't know each other at that point, but we, we were both oh, at that show. That's funny, but um, <laughs> so it's it's a multifaceted problem. We're going on a little tangent here. So I'm anxious. I'm cheap. Well, I'm also a hard worker, and it's my job to cover these things. So I went to the Nutriment show on a Mon- on a Saturday because I don't work on Saturday, so I don't have to call for work. I don't have to do anything. It's like I can go. I'm, my- I'm, sub- I'm supposed to bring out the big guns here and get you ringside tickets. That's what I'm being told here. What? Does- John, did you like secretly win the lottery or did you? I, I don't like- even get. I don't even get that. <laughs> what? So. Oh my! Like especially to wrestle like. Good luck with that. My God. Uh, one, one other thing I did want to mention tonight before we did give our ratings and wrap up is that uh, I have the unfortunate uh, I, I have the unfortunate rule to report that The Miz has been eliminated from Dancing with the Stars tonight. So take that as you will. He will, be, he'll be, he will be back on the show sooner rather than later now because obviously the show runs till the new year and he is eliminated. Uh, but some people might have a different opinion and think, hey, I'm happy about that. Uh, well, there's a, anything else on the show we want to talk about? Well, we, should, we didn't talk about the Dirty Dogs and uh, Street Profits match. I suppose we should. They got some time. And I, I say that. Good match. They got time. It was good. I liked it. Um, dirty, but why would you have Montez Ford, a guy that could be a, a future world champion, Getting take a, me- <laughs> a meaningless pin to Dolph Ziggler, of all people? Like, didn't need to happen. You're gonna do that. I'm sorry. I'm so I'm not trying to knock Dawkins. I, I understand. Do it to Dawkins. Don't do it to I, I thought that the commentary was very entertaining that we saw from the tag champs. And let like me let well. me let me just mention here the new theme is a banger, man. The, <laughs> usually when they try to mesh together two theme songs, it doesn't work. They've done this before with Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Yep. Yeah. They've kind of done it before now with Ziggler and Rude. They've done it before with Big Show and Chris Jericho, and it usually it just doesn't work. But this this does work. I like it. It looks like Orton likes it. Riddle obviously he likes anything. Uh, his backstage comment about um, he was going to say puff puff pass, but of course he, <laughs> he, twi- he twists it. He twists it in a different way. But oh my um, gosh! That's at great. this point, at this point, they're just taking what they got. They're running with it. 
Nesha, Nesha suggests we see straight profits versus RK bro. I, I really don't know what's going on, but there's secretly AJ Styles and maybe not even AJ Styles, but at least Omos, Dolph Ziggler, and Bobby Roode are in cahoots here. And I think a good way that they could end the whole AJ Styles and Omos thing is have somehow, some way, Omos turns on AJ Styles because he's aligning with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. You have a, a face AJ Styles or or heel, however you want to, however you want to twist it. I think he'd be a bit better as a heel to feud with possibly Big E after this. But uh, who am I to say? And then you got, of course, the tag champs who are going to have a, a match with Ziggler and Roode for the titles. I imagine at some point, even though it's already happened. But you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, but you mentioned AJ could easily slap back in the title, the, the world title picture that Dinesh is saying. I would agree. Um, I would at this point prefer maybe, as Steven's saying, a, a four-way tag title match because we already they, they already burned through one match for RK Bro and Street Profits. They already did RK Bro and the Dirty Dogs. So I guess the, the next best option in the short term would be uh, a fade four-way just to kind of do something a little different there to throw them all together like that. I feel like that would be... Probably more likely than not to get that at some point. They love to do that kind of thing. But um, at the same time, talking about the Miz for a second, uh, that they did have. Um, oh, Nesha, I'm waiting me to spoil it for Nesha. I'm sorry. The the news got there on Twitter and it felt it felt we're missing not to talk about it. So no, unfortunately, yes. Um, sorry about the spoiler there. Um, Never me to give anything away like that. But um, no, I do think that the Miz will be back in short order. And maybe they will they will actually be able to do the uh, feud with John Morrison and and rescue this man from the twenty four seven title scene. My gosh, I don't know how you have John Morrison backstage meditating and being associated with the twenty four seven title scene. Not not the best look, but uh, hopefully Miz coming back will help that. Um, we did it. We did. Uh, speaking of which, we had a, a brief Reggie appearance tonight. He was backstage talking to Morrison about finding his chi, whatever. We had our uh, truth and uh, Akira Tozawa arguing. Um, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I, it breaks up the show. It's a fun little segue, I guess. But now it's just saying, hey, for this point, for all I know, uh, John Morrison will beat Reggie for the title. Maybe. I mean, ironically, back in the day, and, and still to an extent, Morrison uh, is like the master of parkour. There's something they could do with Reggie there. That'd be something. Um, but. Yeah, that's not not too much to, to report there. Otherwise, only other thing I can really think of is the fact that Tyus O'Neill got an award, I believe, a school in Tampa or, or Florida yeah, uh, named name after him. So that's very, very good for him. He does a lot of fantastic work, and he, he deserves to recognize. He's great, great, great humanitarian work there. Um, so it's just really good stuff to see when that's recognized. So. A lot being said, Raw delivered a lot of good matches, fresh matches, uh, meaningful matches. Um, you know, as I said earlier, uh, logical matches where you, where you had uh, Ray facing Austin Theory, where you had Big E versus uh, Kevin Owens, and then you know maybe the the execution wasn't great, but but I liked what they're kind of at least kind of going for with the fact that you can't trust Kevin Owens based on his past. All these things, good matches, pretty good storytelling. Can't complain too too much about that, especially when you're talking about the Raw curve. So for myself, I would give the show probably like a seven point five. I, oh, and that's what uh, that's what Eric is saying as well. Is John's are going to give as well? We're going to go. We're going to go same score here. No, 
Uh, but, you, <laughs> but but you gave it a seven point five dog, and it's been a while since we had. One. Ah, I see. Six point seven five, a little just uh, Stephen Chambers with a seven point five. I appreciate that. Um, you did with a three point five. Ouch! Wow. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with a six and three quarters. I thought it was a little below average, but. I don't know. The matches were pretty good. The the segments were pretty entertaining. But the fact that we are, what, less than 20 days? Yeah. Exactly 20 days from uh, Survivor Series. And there is, what, no matches. Zero. That's right. There are zero matches zero. for the show. There are zero matches teased or even speculated for the show. I am not... Getting my hopes up. Uh, we did get an announcement that November will be celebrating the Rock's 25th anniversary. No news or speculation if that will relate to Survivor Series in any capacity or any way. We like to think no, but you never know. So I'm just going to assume that maybe starting next Monday we get some kind of an announcement about what to expect. But uh, let's not forget, this is the last pay-per-view of the year. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, yeah. And we have what would likely be nothing until day one, because this could essentially be a throwaway pay-per-view, as you may call with just random matches that are for brain supremacy that means nothing anyway. Uh, I've seen people speculating that, not speculating, but um, hoping that maybe this would be uh, for the rights to be number 30 in the Royal Rumble or for the rights to be the main event match of something, or to at least have, because uh, before, and, and, yeah. and before, because it used to be back in the day that the winner of Survivor Series would be able to basically have the main event match at WrestleMania. Um, but then the Royal Rumble came, and then that was the main event of WrestleMania. So then the Survivor Series pay-per-view was for the rights to have the main event of the SummerSlam pay-per-view. And now it's like, the score is four to three. Raw wins. Who cares? That's it. Yeah. And it is interesting. I forgot to mention that they officially announced Tribute to the Troops will be uh, November 14th. That is a Sunday uh, this month. Uh, usually it's in December. And especially, I mean, it's very well probably boils down to uh, the, the contracts, the broadcasting, whatever, the scheduling, whatever it might be. But um, I guess, you know, Ideally, they, they probably, I, I myself would prefer them to have uh, Tribute to the Troops in December just for something, some special show uh, aside from the weekly TV. Again, even if it's not this like pay-per-view level show, it's something. Because at this point, after Survive Series, that Survive Series is, is the 21st after Tribute to the Troops. So then, yeah, then in theory, you're not really getting anything um as far as we know, until the day one pay-per-view. Uh, Robert and I were talking about on SmackDown show. I feel like they'll probably do like a special Christmas episode of SmackDown because the uh, Christmas Eve is on, on a Friday. So that would make sense. But um, for Raw, I must say like there was a report months ago they might be doing more theme shows. There was at one point they were doing uh, old school retro Raw in January. But as far as we know, nothing to really kind of look forward to I don't need to sound so down. No, like no um, theme show. No, no, nothing too crazy uh, for December or anything. So uh, that is a little interesting there. So I, yeah, ideally I would have preferred to have Tribute to Troops in uh, December for that reason. I think it's a fun holiday show like that. It's in it's in November. Um, we have some, some spoilers for the show up on the site. So if you want, if you want to check that out, do. If not, watch the show. So there you go. 
Um, but that being said here, John and I will be back here on um, tomorrow night, Tuesday night for NXT 2.0. Otherwise, uh, the, the the two Dynamite, two Dynamite dudes on the Rampage, Marcus Dominic, are all things AEW. They had a very fun Halloween episode. Make sure to check that out. Otherwise, Robert E. Fleece and I are here on Friday to talk about Friday at SmackDown. On top of that, a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Booker T. Dominic interviewed Mick Foley. We're interviewing Legends over here. It's a great time. Make sure to check it out. Uh, we appreciate your support. Make sure to leave a like, subscribe. Um, YouTube's not called Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. Oh, we appreciate your support. Thank you for all your comments and for, and for watching along with us and for you know just interacting and helping us talk about Raw and sharing your thoughts about it. We really appreciate it. And that being said, John, you called a blowover show. I thought it was fairly good for raw but you know can't complain especially with the good matches like that making it easy to do the one thing we do above all this john and can tell me what that is enjoy wrestling indeed thanks for listening everybody